Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Great to have your company with us on SEN. It's Paul Heath with you for this Monday night into Tuesday morning around the nation as we bring everyone together on the Overnight Crowd. You can get involved on the Overnight Crowd text line 0433 98 11 16 or on the Overnight Crowd open line 1300 736 736. There'll be plenty of time for your calls this hour after we have a chat with Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum. We're going to talk AFLW coming up in a second, but just quickly to update you if you did miss in earlier action tonight in the Big Bash League, it was... The Sydney Thunder chasing down the uh, Hobart Hurricanes, 6 for 139. They did it easy, 1 for 140. And then the Strikers were defeated by the Melbourne Stars, 9 for 139. And the Melbourne Stars getting past it at 5 for 140. So plenty of Big Bash League action going on today. Over the weekend, we saw the AFLW getting underway with their first round. The Tigers defeated the Saints by 38 points in a very accurate effort. The North Melbourne Kangaroos took care of business against the Geelong Cats by 8 points. The Demons down the Dogs by 24 points to uh, outline their flag credentials. The Dockers won the AFLW Derby over in the West, uh, defeating the Eagles by 28 points. The Crows down the Lions by 30 points in the AFLW Grand Final rematch. Collingwood taking care of business against the Blues by 19 points and the GWS Giants defeated the Gold Coast Suns by 15 points. Unfortunately, we did see a few injuries from the start of the competition as well. Bree Davey from the Collingwood Magpies is gone for the year, as is the Western Bulldogs. Easy Huntington cut down by a knee injury as well. So to talk all of that, up next, we're calling up the talents of Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum to talk round run of AFLW action. G'day, Alex. G'day, Hita. How you doing? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. It's lovely to have you on the program with us. Uh, before we get into each match, uh, some of the ins and outs around the league as well. Uh, how did you feel upon the league's return for another season? Yeah, just the, the general weekend, I thought, was uh, pretty solid in terms of the actual quality of games. I think everyone's spoken a little bit about every single year of the ASLW, how much skills have improved and come on, and it was no different, really, this weekend. Uh, plenty of great games to watch, and Probably a couple in surprising places that I wasn't expecting as well, to be honest. Yeah, it's a small sample size, isn't it? But it felt like the overall quality, I guess, for lack of a better term, was up again. Uh, the newer teams as well taking a next step in their development. Yeah, it was. The, the Suns really surprised me this weekend. I guess that's probably a game I didn't think was going to be so quality as the last game of the round, the Giants and the Suns. But they were up in, in front when it came to half time. But uh, in the end, just the, the experience of the Giants getting over the top of them. But they were definitely one of my favourite teams to watch this year. The Eagles put up a good fight too against Freo, I thought. Um, another side that sort of dropped off mm. past halftime, but really everyone's talking about the Tigers, I think, out of this weekend. Yeah, the Tigers defeat the Saints to open the season. A real accurate 10-1 uh, further pat on the back for a Tigers team. that They dominated the handball movement and uh, they were demonstrably more efficient uh, than the Saints as well. Yeah, this was the game that I was watching the most closely, the one I was covering for the weekend, so I got a good look at the Tigers, uh, from really first bounce, they were absolutely outstanding. That midfield's going to be hard to beat throughout the year. Everyone's talking about Monconti, and rightfully so. I've tipped her as my best and fairest favourite. I, I don't know if a few people have reminded you of... Well, definitely reminded me of that so far, Hita, that <laughs> I've put that tip in, and it's looking like it's coming to light yeah, already definitely. in round one. But really, yeah, just every part of them, their game plan was... Working to perfection uh, from the midfield, the running on the outside with Tessa Levy, down at the back line, Sarah Darcy was just an absolute wall. And 
Katie Brennan and Courtney Wakefield up forward. Two goals for each of them as well. Outstanding. So it's Nick Del Santo's first game in charge of the Saints. Uh, they've had a pretty disrupted preseason as well with the unavailability of a few players, haven't they? Yeah, it's been... They were missing four of their best midfielders uh, coming into the game. Obviously, Georgia Patricios, her story's been well documented and Tiana Smith getting injured on the eve of the season is really, really unfortunate. She had a fantastic debut year and she lit up the VFLW too when she came in for about a month or so at the end there. But missing, uh, obviously, Molly McDonald came out late. She's a fantastic winger. They had to bring in Alana Woodward, who uh, she had a solid game, but Molly's one of the, the best young wingers in the competition. Add Nikki Zenos onto that, Nat Exxon. It's going to always be hard for the Saints and Kate Sheeler up forward too. But I think looking at their game plan, Del Santo's done all right. He's clearly trying to bring in something to try and replace them. Tilly Lucas-Rod normally off the half-back line. She was tagging Monconti at one point. She ran up along the wing. I really liked her game, and I think there's promise for them come this season. might not be all doom and gloom. <laughs> I like that. Uh, a bit of a uh, yeah, silver lining to the clouds. Uh, North Melbourne uh, facing the challenges of COVID off the field and then the uh, Geelong Cats challenge on the field. The Cats turning the tables on their last meeting. Uh, the margin was a Kangaroos win by 62 points. The Cats kept the Roos scoreless in the second and part of the third uh, before North Melbourne broke away. Yeah, well, which team isn't currently battling COVID challenges, Peter? It's going to be that way for the rest of the year, really. Yeah. I guess that's why they've brought in these uh, new rules where you've got the extra train on players and if you've got 21 fit players, you're, you're going to have to play, really, which is, is interesting. They can play with no emergencies. I actually asked Nicole Livingston about it a couple of weeks ago and, yeah, she's she's pretty content that games are going to be going ahead no matter what, but North Melbourne, yeah, that, they push through without their, their fearless leader and Emma Carney, and they did it well. Uh, probably, like you said, Geelong were better than a lot we're expecting, mm. and none other than Georgie Prisparkas. I know she's been hyped up. I know my good mate Jasper, he's a big fan of her as well, <laughs> and I, I remember him talking about her to you last week too, Hita, so she definitely didn't disappoint. It was some match, wasn't it? Uh, we got the news today of the AFLW Rising Star nominees. Uh, they both played in this match, so the long-sleeve legend from Geelong, Georgie Prisparkas, as we're talking, and also North Melbourne's Mia King uh, getting the nod. Yeah, King probably one that surprised me. Uh, she's played a few games already, but with the, the AFLW's rules uh, when it comes to nomination for the Rising Star, as long as you're under 21 at the start of the year um, and haven't been nominated before, you can be. So well done to her. Um, but Georgie Pasparakis, <laughs> I mean, 20 disposals, 12 contested possessions, 7 clearances, 6 tackles, 5 inside 50s. I could keep going on all day. She was just outstanding. Their best midfielder by far, which you don't probably say all too often about an 18-year-old. Uh, the Melbourne Demons, a 6-10-46, uh, defeating the Bulldogs 3-4-22. The Demons' short passing and kicking efficiency was a real highlight in this strong win to start the season. Yeah, they really showed it off from, from the first bounce. Tyler Hanks was a really uh, strong proponent of that, and Eden Zanker, she came to the game a bit later, but when she did, uh, she definitely played along to those strings really well too. She's a contested possession machine. She's only going to get better <laughs> as the year go by, goes by. But really, all areas of the ground, much like Richmond, um, these are the two teams that impressed me the most out of this weekend. I, I really couldn't see many flaws in that D system, and the ball movement was really the highlight of it. One of uh, two knee injuries we're going to talk about tonight, unfortunately. Alex, is he Huntington rupturing an ACL mm. for the third time? Uh, did it as a junior before injuring the right in round two, 2018. The right graft now torn on Saturday. It's just heartbreaking stuff. 
Yeah, it always happens for the best people too. Any interaction I've had with Izzy, she's been an absolute gem and it really breaks my heart. And you could hear on the commentary as well, it was breaking everyone else's heart too. But yeah, it's so unfortunate for her. She's had such an interrupted career so far. She's still so young and is arguably one of the best, if not the best key position player in the league when she is fit and healthy. So I really, really hope that this is just another hurdle for her because I know when she's at her best, she's making the competition better for it, really. Taylor Harris makes her debut for the Demons. Uh, always a headline grabber and a pretty good game as well to make a debut in wow, with the Bulldogs' backline a little decimated for players. Yeah, they were. A lot of injuries for the Bulldogs down back and it only got worse before the bounce too. So she definitely had her space to, to have free reign, Taylor, and she kicked the goal on debut for Melbourne, which I'm sure the fans would have been very, very happy about. Mm-hmm. I actually thought she was outshone a little bit by... Her little mate in there, Daisy Pierce, heater. She was yeah. up and about and everywhere. She looks a bit lively as a forward this year. I don't mind it. Has she definitely said that it's going to be? I feel like I've seen that it's going to be the last year that she's playing. Is is that around or is that just something that I'm uh, making up? It's a hard one. I reckon I saw it doing the rounds too at one point, and mm. I won't name names, but I reckon <laughs> I saw a little leak from uh, someone who, who dropped it and, and maybe deleted it very quickly. Right, but uh, okay. I don't know yeah. if, if Daisy is going to go and if she isn't, if they win a flag, I would have to think she could go out on a high. Mm. Um, and she looks like she's still at her best. Like I said, she shifted down to the forward line to end last season, kicked a couple of snags on her way as well before she got injured ahead of the finals. And <laughs> three behinds probably doesn't reflect what she's capable of as a forward. I think she'll be another one of those threats there for them all year. But whether she retires or not, I don't think we'll know until she actually announces it. It's one of those great parts of uh, AFL footy, isn't it? You know, the smart midfielders, uh, you know, late in a career arcs uh, down in the forward line, able to outsmart the defenders and snag a couple of goals or, you know, at least provide opportunities for other players each week. It's an interesting one. There's a few of those midfield types who are shifting up forward, down back. We've seen uh, Emma Carney, as we mentioned before, she's likely to be set for a half-back sort of role. This year, uh, Hannah Dunn at the the Suns just been named captain, but she's shifted down back to give the youngsters in the midfield a little bit more space. I think it's really to the advantage of the competition. Like we've got so many of these young midfielders coming through that are going to be something special. Uh, and if the if the older players need to, need to move out to give them that chance, Lauren Arnell, another example who did it last year at Brisbane before she retired, moved down to the the half back line and eventually into the forward line. Uh, I think it can only be a good thing, really. Uh, the Dockers get the 28-point win over the uh, Eagles and put the preseason derby loss in the background with that uh, dominant win in front of almost 6,000 fans at Frio Oval as well. Great turnout. Yeah, it looked like it. Uh, probably a little bit disappointed. Um, I know you're, you're a WA man, Heater, so probably a bit disappointed you didn't get to see it at Optus Stadium yeah. again <laughs> yeah. this year. It's drawn some good crowds there before, um, but... Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a fantastic watch, these two teams. Like I said, the Eagles faded out a little bit after halftime, but I really can't question what they did. Frio, just an absolute captain's game from Hayley Miller. First time she's kicked multiple goals uh, in her first game as captain as well. So she was fantastic. She definitely made my team of the week by the skin <laughs> of her teeth. It was hard to pick this week, really. There were so many good performances. Uh, Kiara Bowers, probably another one that uh, did make it in there with the fourth Derby medal in a row. Shares it this time with Ebony Antonio, who kicked three snags. Uh, we have the Glendinning Allen medal in the AFLM Derby, and I think it's fair to say the Dockers side of the Derby medal in the AFLW, when it does get named, will probably have Bowers' name on it, I think. 
Yeah, she had to split it this time. Um, you'd be a bit disappointed to probably know she she just didn't make my team of the week. Oh no! Any good, <laughs> that's how many good midfielders there were. I couldn't pick between them all. Um, but unfortunately, Turbo just had to miss out. But she is a freak. She is a tackling machine. It's what she's known for. Um, and she doesn't look like she's showing any signs of slowing down, really. Not a, uh, not one bit of it. But, um, yeah, we'll see if we can uh, get over that, Alex, as we uh, keep on moving through the <laughs> chat, mate. But uh, Adelaide uh, with a very uh, big statement to start 2022, a 30-point win over last year's Premiers, getting revenge and then some. Uh, Ashley Woodland welcoming to uh, 2022 with four goals as well. It was a great week to be a footy fan if you love a snap, uh, Peter. It was basically coming from everywhere for Woodland. She's in the Goal of the Week nominations. The other two that got nominated as well were also snaps. Ebony Antonio, we didn't mention from the last game, but she had about three of them, and Julia Crockett-Grill snuck it through too. So if you're a fan of the snap, good weekend. Um, But yeah, she was all over at Woodland. She's just found that space uh, at the back of the pack. She's really come into her own after a couple of years in the system. It's great stories of her, given that she is on her second chance uh, at the AFLW. She played for Melbourne before getting delisted, mm. spent a, a year in the Sandville W in 2020 and came back better than ever last year. So great to see her performing really well. As a footy fan, Alex, what do grand final rematches mean to you as a fan? You know, it's always fun when we see the team that loses the grand final get revenge, as I said earlier, but the Lions, they still have the flag, don't they? So, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you take that over a round one win. Well, that's it. There's been a lot of debate in the men's side of it as well. I know there's a few unhappy Bulldogs fans that I've spoken to that aren't too keen on the fact that they do have to open their season um, with a grand final rematch. But I think it's a great spectacle for the first round to to see how these two teams that, that closed off the year are doing now. And they did look pretty similar coming into the game, but obviously the Lions are going to be looking fairly different after this weekend with those two really, really big injuries. Uh, almost 4,000 on hand to see the Magpies uh, 6 8 44, defeating the Blues 3 7 25. A big second term from the Pies got them on the front foot and uh, headed them towards the W from there. Yeah, they started a bit slowly, Collingwood. I was watching out for for them this week because I've tipped them as my early flag favourites. They're, they're the ones that I've got winning the flag. Melbourne, probably the other team that I had in that grand final as well. But uh, at the end of the day, the quality comes to the front. They, they kept launching those inside 50 entries. You're going to get a score eventually. Uh, the Carlton backline probably let them down a fair bit in that first half. They just couldn't seem to get the ball out, despite the youngsters I thought were really impressive. Daisy Walker showed really good composure behind the ball for such a youngster. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a classy team, Collingwood. You can't get around them too easily. They didn't want to confirm uh, Brianna Davies' injury, but we've got the confirmation today that the Pies co-captain has been ruled out for the rest of 2022. Uh, the scan's confirming that Davies has ruptured the ACL in her right knee as well as tearing her MCL in the Pies win. That's, uh, again, just more devastating news. It's horrible. We've lost so many of the competition's best across this weekend to injuries. As I said before, Dakota Davidson and Kate Lutkins from the Lions as well. It's looking similar for Lutkins. They haven't announced it, but... When you lose your, your equal best and fairest in round one, it's the competition's worse off for it, not having these players playing, but not just for the competition, but for themselves as well. So many of these players have jobs and incomes that they need to take care of outside of footy, so yeah. it really just hurts them that much more when they do such a devastating injury so early. 
GWS uh, getting the 15-point win over the Gold Coast. They overcame the Valiant Suns. Also, the loss of Chloe Dalton, the Olympic gold medalist, who was on fire in the first half before a shoulder injury saw her leave the field. But a good start to the year for the Giants with the W. Yeah, they held on after half time here. The Suns were leading. Um, as I said, it was one of my favourite games to watch from this round. But they showed that they've got these leaders in there that, that can pick up the slack. And Dalton was really on fire early. She was showing off her running, her tackling. She's so powerful. And with that Rugby Sevens background, I don't know if you saw her a couple of times, Peter, she was <laughs> lining up the goose step trying to get around a few of the Suns girls, um, which was fantastic to see. But uh, Alicia Eva, she just stood out incredibly for me. There's a reason why she's a captain, uh, and just like Hayley Miller for the Dockers, she had a captain's game, 21 touches, 11 tackles. She was just relentless running that wing and providing support in the guts as well. Tips for next weekend. It's pretty hard to call on a Monday, of course, Alex, but uh, do your best. Uh, the Tigers back for more on a Friday night, this time against the Demons, who have big flag ambitions in 2022. Which way are you leaning? Yeah, two of the most exciting teams from the round. I'm just sort of leaning towards the Ds at the moment. I think they've just got that extra little bit of class across every line. The Pies looking to go 2-0 and to start the season versus the Saints, who will be desperate to fight back. Uh, which way are we going here? Saints, I think, might surprise a few in this one. They've hinted that they've got a few of these big names coming back. Uh, I imagine Kate Sheila will be back in the team this week, potentially Nat Exxon. Not sure on Nikki Zenos how they're doing with her injury-wise, but... The Pies will get over the line for me, but it'll be closer than this same fixture last year. It was also a bit of a blowout. The Lions and Blues are both looking for a response following round one losses. Who gets up? Uh, Lions for me in this one. Uh, they'll, they'll get over these injuries, I think, um, yep. at least at, at home for the meantime. It's going to take a, a toll on this system for the, the majority of the year, but they should get this win. The Cats and the Dogs always love the aesthetic of this clash. Again, two teams looking to bounce back from first up losses. Uh, which way are you leaning? I'll back the Cats in for, for this one. Something yeah, about the Dogs, uh, to me, just seemed really uninspiring. And I tipped them for the top six, but I don't know if they're going to be able to recover quite so quickly. So I'll, I'll take the Cats. Uh, the Crows and Kangaroos, another cracker. Crows looking exceptional in round one, but I think they might be the favourites in this one over the Kangaroos. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. They're premiership contenders. They really showed their claws against last year's premiers. So I'll, I'll back them in too. And I'll show my bias here, but I think the Dockers will take the points uh, versus the Giants. Well, it's neutral turf, Heater. I wouldn't be too sure. Um, they were very, very impressive, those Giants. I'll, I'll stick with you, though. I'll say the Dockers, but it's going to be really close. Also, we've got the uh, Eagles and the Suns. Uh, can the Eagles get a W on the road? Uh, I think, yeah, once again, another one on neutral turf. It's going to be weird for the WA teams. This week, um, I'll back the Eagles in. They showed those signs, both these teams sort of late game fade outs, but I like what the Eagles are building here. Alex, really appreciate the time today, mate. Uh, we'll keep following along with your work at the Inner Sanctum. Really appreciate it, Hedda. Thanks for having me on. Alex Catalano, sports writer from Inner Sanctum, joining us on the Overnight Crowd. How did you find the first round of AFLW action for 2022? I thought... Pretty big step up. I liked the quality of a lot of the games that I saw over the weekend. I checked out the highlights of all the matches and watched uh, three in full across the weekend, as I am uh, want to do. Checking out the Dockers take that win in the uh, Derby to start the season after a little bit of concern around their pre-season uh, Derby loss to the Eagles. So 
I can say that uh, they've uh, allayed any fears I have over their uh, campaign for the 2022 season. And I think they're a bit of a dark horse for the flag this season is the uh, Fremantle Dockers for the AFLW this year. But let us know your thoughts around the competition. And uh, my thanks again to Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum for joining us on the Overnight Crowd, uh, getting his debut in and doing a fantastic job of it. So why don't you get involved around the uh, AFLW content we're uh, pumping out here on the Overnight Crowd. 0433 98 11 16. Let us know any highlights or any performances you enjoyed across the AFLW weekend or one 736 736 Let's talk it up on the SEN Airwaves on the overnight crowd. It's Paul Heater Heath with you on this Monday night, headed into Tuesday morning around the nation on SEN. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91